Welcome to my podcast on everything about health. I'm your host, Becca, and here we will be discussing basic information on every topic. We will cover everything from physical health, spiritual health, and mental health. No topic is off All guest appearances welcome. This platform is to bring back the freedom of speech and allow everyone to feel their voice matters no matter what the circumstances are. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday. Welcome back for another episode. I am still pre-recording these episodes just in case of my baby's arrival. So though I'm saying happy Friday, it may not be technically a Friday when I'm recording. And she is still inside brewing. So hopefully by the time you guys listen to this podcast, she has made her Earth Day view. If not, hopefully the next week she will be here and I'm not going too far along over my due date. However, this week I wanted to continue our herb section with talking about cognitive herbs. And I like to really back everything I do with a case study, just like the previous episodes have shown too. So if you ever are wondering like what I'm talking about, how I'm even mispronouncing or pronouncing these names, please go into the show notes. They are linked inside of there. You can press on the case study. It will be brought up. And you can then go ahead and look at all of the herbs that I'm therefore discussing. Today I want to talk about the cognitive ability because there are a lot of different herbs that kind of help our brain, our memory, our cognitive function. The brain can have so many different herbs and medicinal ways of helping just really with memory and focus and everything like that. However, what I'm focusing on today is a case study that was helping with Alzheimer's disease. It did bring up a lot of herbs that I know for a fact have really helped just in general overall with focus, cognitive memory, uh, memorization, things of that nature. So when I go into these herbs, we have discussed them previously, maybe like one or two are new. However, like I talk about in other podcast episodes, One herb can do numerous things for many different reasons. So it's nice to have kind of like a one-shot multi-purpose herb. The first one they discuss is ashwagandha, which I remember talking about because I am a huge fan of ashwagandha. I'm pretty sure I did talk about how there's a specific type of ashwagandha you want to be looking for. And that is the KSM-66 ashwagandha. You know... Now that I'm thinking about it, I want to make sure I said that right. Yeah, KSM, not KSW. You know, I'm a little dyslexic sometimes too, human nature. However, this has been shown in the case study that they did with Alzheimer's disease. It has been shown to really help and slow down the dysfunction. It goes into pretty much discussing the case study of the subjects when they administered ashwagandha to some in a plea a placebo effect to others that the patients with the ashwagandha showed an enhancing memory and an improvement in the function with their scans. So this is just not something that can help with like stress and cortisol and hormones. This is something that also can help with the straight up healthy immune system, which we will get into next week with immunity but it can also help with just like the proper brain functioning and thinking straight and memorization. 
The next one up I hadn't ever heard of. It's called Brahmi. It's also known as Bacopa Moniri. Like I said, I have never heard about it. it. Apparently, it comes from southern and eastern India, Australia, Europe, Asia, North and South America as well. So it was just kind of interesting to know that the phytochemicals side of the plant that include a few of its different properties also have micronutrients that are helping to stimulate the brain activity. So again, in this study, it goes into literally how they pulled each case studies, what they extracted from the plant, and how it helped each one of the patients. It was interesting to know that when they put the patients under a certain type of clock drawings test, of a Alzheimer disease assessment scale cognitive test, that the improvement scores were really awesome. And so, again, it's one of those things where it was a blind study. You can read more into detail, but it helped with several factors, focus, attention, the neurotransmitters, even hormones, too. So it was really interesting to read just how this herb, again, one I've never heard of, was not just for cognitive function, but it was also a hormonal benefit for them as well. And like I discussed in the summer, there are hormones in our brain that we are secreting that are like a huge cycle effect in our body. And if you haven't listened, please go back and take a listen to that episode. Hormones are not just reproductive. They are in our body, in their brains, in our throat, in our gut, in our reproductive. They are all over the place. Another one that I have heard of, and I have seen it in supplements that I've taken in the past, is cat's claw. And it's more of a tropical vine. It contains certain properties for immune modulating and anti-inflammatory effects. When they did the Alzheimer's study, of course, like it says in the description, it goes into the blind study of like how many days, what they took. They didn't do it on people. They did it on mice. They found the properties inside of cat's claw inhibits the formation of plaque and tangles and reduces those areas that develop to cause memory loss. So it actually just reduces and helps you improve your memory overall. The other one is very popular, and for some reason, and I have no idea, I want to say maybe it was a Kardashian or something, I don't know, and quite frankly, in the nicest way, I don't care, but ginkgo biloba is one that is just blowing off the shelves right now. I just don't think people understand what ginkgo biloba is for. I feel like a lot of people are trying to use it as an appetite suppressant which, yeah, it could possibly help in that type of atmosphere too. But there's so much more to this herb than what people are giving it credit for. And guys, just throwing it out there, there is not a one pill fix all. If you don't do the work, if you don't put in the eating right, changing your lifestyle in a healthier manner, drinking the water, activity in a form that fits your lifestyle, you truly are giving yourself the worst result. You cannot take a pill and boom, you're going to be just fine. That's not how this works. And for people who are like, yeah, but I'm hungry all the time, then most likely you're working with a coach who is not feeding you the right amount of food. You're most likely working with somebody who's damaging your metabolism. Get with somebody who's educated and get with somebody who can help you get the right results. 
So back to ginkgo. It was found in this study that it delays the progression of Alzheimer's disease and is effective by the inhibitors by pretty much helping the cognitive function and almost like since it's decreasing the disease, it's helping retain the memory of what people are losing. And that's more in like a short-term memory form. Like I said, I'm going to post the case study in the show notes. Please take a look at it. It was very interesting. Another one next up on the list, and this one, again, I've seen it. I've seen it in ingredients that I've taken. I didn't know much about it until right now. It's called Godu Cola. It's also known as the Centella Asiatic, which is a Chinese Indonesian type of medicinal plant. And it helps strengthen the brain and heal skin issues. It helps promote liver and kidney health. So this is not just like a one-size-fits-all type of herb. It's a multi-purposeful herb. And I was actually really excited when I started reading this case study to see that in this case study, when they started doing the double-blind study, that it pretty much improved the performance of the memory, the cognitive performance. It slowed down the Alzheimer's disease. It was one of those ones, again, that just drastically changed the way people's memories were being fired off and used. And it does go into which receptors it triggered and which ones it didn't. It also significantly inhibited the H2O2-induced lipid preoxidization and DNA damage. Short term, it pretty much made your brain better. Next up on the list is something I actually really enjoy. This is also in... Some pre-workouts carry it. Some vasodilators will carry it. I know I was taking a nootropic for a while because I was having issues with focusing on the work that I was doing. So back when I worked for a certain corporation, I had trouble focusing on task at hand. I would get like super sidetracked. So I got a nootropic and lion's mane was one of the ones that was inside of it. And it is an edible mushroom. It mostly stems from North America, Europe, and Asia. I love lion's mane. This is one of those herbs that it's just, or mushrooms that just really helps a lot. And I love that they put this in this study. And remind you, again, the study is based on Alzheimer's disease. So it shows pretty much how it's safe what type of milligram dosage they used on it. So it was about 3,000 milligrams of lion's mane extract that they used on it for cognitive function. They noticed a super good increase that it pretty much helped with memory, focus, as well as just decreasing the Alzheimer's disease. Next up on the list is saffron. Saffron, I feel like we talked about in one of our previous episodes, and I can't remember which one, but I know it's the crocus sativus plant, and that's why I remember talking about saffron. And this is pretty much showing how saffron will help in the areas of like antioxidants, anti-inflammatory. It has really great properties. And when they did their case study, they noticed a reducing cognitive decline in patients with moderate to severe AD. So it was really helped treating people who were starting to escalate in an, in an Alzheimer's disease. It was suppressing it to slow it down. 
The study goes on to discuss about a one, again, this one I've never heard of either. So, and I don't even think I have any experience with it. If one of you guys has experience with this herb, please reach out to me and talk to me about it, about what you experience, how it made you feel. I want to know a little bit more because I've never heard of it. It's called Shankapushipi. And as you can tell me questioning how I pronounce that, I have no experience on this. The root, like the main name is Convolvulus pollurculus. So again, it's one of those ones I've never heard of. Talks about how it's a nootropic. It's helping with memory enhancement. Talks about the chemical properties of it, of the uh, tripeptinoids, flavonyl glycosides. It talks about pretty much how it decreases the mental stress and fatigue, anxiety, insomnia. It sounds like an amazing plant that is doing benefits and it's even helping prevent dementia too. I just have no experience with this and I want to know more of it. So if one of you listeners out there have experience with this particular plant, please reach out to me. I want to know more one-on-one on how the experience was and how it made you feel. Next up is good old turmeric. We discuss turmeric in a lot of different areas. This one is such a great medicinal herb. It's so anti-inflammatory, antiseptic, antibacterial. It has so many different amazing ways to help you out. And in this study particularly that they did, they found that it really helps reverse the cognitive impairments in Alzheimer's disease. So this is one of those ones. Add it in. Again, you want to make sure when you're getting turmeric, you're using the curcumin one, not just like an isolated turmeric. Next up on the list is going to be, lastly, trifala. Trifala, I feel like we talked about either last week or the week before. This one, I'm not sure which. I know it has multi-purposes because when I read it, I was all like, yeah. Absolutely. But it pretty much helps with the treatment of metabolic diseases, dental issues, skin conditions, eye disease, heart conditions, colon, gingivitis, dental cavities. There's so many things that this plant does with antioxidants, anti-inflammatory, antibacterial. The list goes on and on. So you can tell that this is truly a multi-purposeful herb that's helping. And when they did this conclusive study, they found that because of its many different supplemental properties, it was really helping those with an Alzheimer's disease that it was almost like because it was taking care of the oral cavity. And if you guys don't know that our gums are a huge place for health as well, it's kind of like our gut. If your gut ain't right, then you're not going to have a good immune system. Gums are the same way. I guess we can take a look and think about it as like the GG trifecta, gut and gums. Gums are the same way. So if your oral hygiene is really messed up, you're going to most likely have some type of issue come out of it. So because this trifala has such good oral cavity properties, it's coming through and they're finding that it's helping with people who have Alzheimer's disease. And it's kind of fixing everything through the gums and the oral cavity to pretty much help the rest of the body be better. Those are the main ones that this case study goes over. There are so many more, I have to tell you. Nothing that I found 
within a case study. But when you're going and you're buying something that says dynamic brain, brain booster, brain memory, focus and cognitive, whatever it is, look at what you're taking. Look at what the ingredients are. Look at exactly what herbs and medicinals they're putting into it. Because it could be something simple like green tea, lemon balm, spearmint, uh, bacopa. There are numerous things that can help your main function. I just covered ones that were based off of a peer review study. But do not hesitate to also look up something you don't know. There are so many medicinal properties out there that help the brain. Educate yourself. Be your own advocate for your health. It's okay to take some time, research what you're buying, what's in it, how it affects you. And if you're on any type of medication or if you're with a healthcare provider that's, you know, helping you with whatever's going on, talk to them to make sure there are no counter interactions with whatever you're taking and with whatever you're going to be supplementing. So I am wrapping it up today a little bit shorter because of the case study. It was a little bit smaller, but biggest thing that I always, always want to try and enhance to you guys, do not do anything unless you're contacting your naturopath, healthcare provider, or a professional. I do, I am educating on what herbs are there and out there. However, I do not know your health history and I want to make sure you guys are safe. Hopefully Riley is here in the world. If not, I will update you guys whenever she is and I stop pre-recording. I just want to make sure you guys have this series out and you guys are enjoying this. Be free when it posts. Talk to me. Share your ideas. Share your experience. And if you want to even send me supplements to show me what you're taking and how you love it, go for it. I am not biased on supplements. I would love to see stuff like that. I hope you guys have a really great week and we still have a few more pre-recorded episodes to go. If you like today's podcast, please make sure to subscribe and listen every Friday, like, comment, and share so others can enjoy just like you.